You're listening to the Post-Apocalyptic Media Podcast, your source for all the latest post-apocalyptic news. Hello and welcome back to this 83rd episode of the Post-Apocalyptic Media Podcast. I'm your host, Sean. I'm the senior editor here at Post-Apocalyptic Media at postapocalyptic.com. And uh, this week's news is, well, there's some fun stuff. There's some crazy stuff. There's some, uh, you know, new announcements, all that, you know, kind of the general stuff that we get with the news. But there's some really crazy stuff. Like I say there's crazy stuff, but there's some really crazy stuff. Um, We'll talk about that in a little bit. But first of all, let's get into the news, right? Like, what is releasing this week? What is what, what kind of news do we have about things that are upcoming, right? Well, the first thing we have is uh, there's a game called Dead by Daylight, right? It's a post-apocalyptic game, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about their developer, Behavior Interactive, who has just announced, they had their own little event uh, recently, and they just announced a couple new games. Uh, why would that be a big deal? Well, they're post-apocalyptic games. That's that's kind of the big thing here. So the first thing is this game called Meet Your Maker. Uh, they released a reveal trailer about it, and I think it looks pretty incredible. It's it's very much a shooter. It's very much kind of a, uh, I don't know, it's a multiplayer base builder. You know, it's kind of like, um, and I've never played Fortnite, so don't, don't quote me on that. But from what I've seen of Fortnite... <laughs> Uh, it looks a lot like that. It looks like something that where you, you're, you know, you're building your base. I mean, I guess Rust is like that too. You build your base and uh, the other players have to destroy it. Well, the, the big thing with Meet Your Maker is you are the maker, right? This is playing into the title of the game, of course. You're the person making these bases and you don't just make them for yourself, you know, to sit around and chat with your friends and and wait for someone to, uh, you know, come and gank all your stuff. You're you're making these as kind of like uh, like obstacle courses for other players to play through. Now, if you've ever played Wildlands, that's a game that's very similar to that. And Wildlands, you can it's not post apocalyptic. Well, yeah, it's it's a survival game. But in that game, you're making you can make uh, I guess levels. You know, you make it like your entire level and you can have people go on there and play through it and, and get the rewards and all that. Well, that's Meet Your Makers kind of like that. It seems like to me from the from the trailer and the description and everything. Um, it says each player builds a base to be explored by other players with the goal of finding hidden genetic material inside. Now, I don't know what exactly what's going on with that, but um, that's that's kind of you know the reward i guess you probably use that stuff to upgrade your other you know your equipment and your your other stuff i'd imagine but meet your maker coming out on december 30th 2023 i mean they're just squeaking by in that 2023 uh you know release window (laughs) but it's coming out for pc playstation 4 5 xbox one and xbox series x so that looks like a pretty cool game. That from the the trailer itself, it looks phenomenal. I mean the the uh, you know the whole aesthetic of it looks really cool. Very very like Borderlands, but not as cartoony as Borderlands, I guess. I don't know. Very cool looking though. Uh, also, the uh, behavior is doing a Resident Evil 
upgrade or uh, I guess expansion kind of a thing, like Resident Evil content for Dead by Daylight. So you know, it's it's an it's an I guess upgrade. I guess you would say an upgrade uh, content. You know, upgrade, uh, and that's coming. I think that's coming later this year. I'm pretty sure. But you know, it kind of ties in with the Resident Evil show, the Netflix show that just came out, and then their third little announcement here. Uh, they announced a few things, but the three big ones for you know post-apocalyptic media itself. Uh, this third one is kind of weird. I say weird, you know. Hey, whatever. I'm not going to kink shame, but it, it's a it's a dating game. Much in the exact style of, of many dating games you see out there. But it's through Dead by Daylight, right? So it has the Dead by Daylight characters. And they are, I mean, these are, you know, killers, right? <laughs> these are like marauders and, and raiders and stuff. And like big marauder bosses, warlords, all that stuff. And you're going to play it, these characters as a dating sim. Now, I don't know. Like I said, you know, I'm... I'm out of the loop. I, you know, I haven't dated in, I don't know, I've been married for 11 years, so uh, I haven't dated in 20 years. No. Uh, so the premise of it is something that is a little foreign to me, not my demographic, you know, I don't get it. That's fine. It's perfectly fine to, you know, <laughs> that I don't get it. But I just feel like when I first saw it, I thought it was a joke. You know, I thought, well, <clears throat> This seems like something that is maybe they're they're having a little bit of fun with their characters and making it. Well, it's a serious game, though. I mean, not serious, serious, but, you know, it's it, it's a real game. It's a game that um, that you would play like any dating sim. So there's that. If you're into dating sims and you're also into Dead by Daylight, here you go. It's just it's mix the two. And and there you have it. I'm I'd be curious to know how. Uh, how successful this is. If I'm not mistaken, this is probably the first time something like this has been done. So, you know, hats off to them for trying something new, right? All right. This next little bit of news is for Furiosa. Furiosa is the upcoming Mad Max. It is prequel. You know, I hate to say that. It's kind of set right in the middle of a bunch of the movies. Um it's supposed to be after Beyond Thunderdome and before Fury Road. So it's kind of like smack dab in there. So we have Furiosa, who of course was played by Charlize Theron in Fury Road. Uh, this is her, this is like 20 years younger version of Furiosa. So this is when she was kidnapped by the Citadel. And from the pictures we see, now th there's some a, a couple good takeaways from this, seeing Anya Taylor-Joy as Furiosa. Number one, her hand is still missing. Like she still has that missing hand that was, you know, basically a prosthetic hand that was made into a pretty badass little tool, you know, in Fury Road. We see that that's actually still the case 20 years earlier. We also see a few of the other characters in there. Uh, you know, we see some war boys, which is cool. Uh, we know she's in the Citadel and we know that the war boys are there, but we get to see that they, they don't really look that, you know, changed. They look pretty much, uh, pretty much the same as they do in Fury Road, which is, you know, that's cool. Um, we also get to see another actor on set. There's a, a guy who's in Survivor Australia. His name is Mark Wales. 
and he looks, you know, he's all armored up and everything. That's a pretty cool shot. Now, these shots are all like spy shots, you know. I don't know how else to say it, but it, it's basically a fan. I, and this is what I imagine, like hiding off in the clearing, you know, in the in the just past the clearing in the ridge with a with, with like a telescope or something like something really 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 long range and getting these shots of the uh of the stars as they're filming um we've seen a couple of these so far we've seen a couple vehicles we've seen they did a set design and this is all filmed i think just south of sydney australia so you know in that whole new south wales area uh very cool it's exciting to see that this is progressing it's exciting to see that uh, you know it, it might hit that that uh, expected launch date, which is it May twenty fourth, I think twenty twenty four. So yeah, that will be be exciting stuff. I'm excited for that. All right, next little bit of news is from Tales of the Walking Dead. Now, Tales of the Walking Dead comes out this week, this weekend, Sunday night, and it's like a you know it's an anthology. It has. Uh, stories from both young and new characters you know we have uh, we have alpha her characters on there it's kind of like when she was younger and she had hair and uh (laughs) and then there's a lot of new characters but one thing that we weren't expecting i wasn't expecting i don't know if you were expecting is that (laughs) we've been told now during an interview that one of the stories at least one of those stories is going to take place 35 years after the apocalypse starts, right? So, I mean, it, it begs the question, what would a zombie apocalypse look like 35 years from now? We already see what it looks like 12 years from now, you know, in the Walking Dead world. The the undead are still around. They're still doing their thing. They're still walking around, even though they've, like, science <laughs> just defies all logic of how they would be able to walk around, you know, whatever. But it's just it's weird to me i don't know 35 years that's a long time um that is you know to have i mean are they all rotted away are they bones at this point or is this like you know evil dead where there's just skeletons walking around fighting i don't know uh but that's supposed to be one of the stories it's supposed to be one of the, the plot lines is 35 years later uh i don't know i think that that's it, it's it's interesting. They haven't really examined that yet. And I'm sure when they first made the show, well, you know, it was based on the comic books, but they probably weren't expecting to be doing it uh, 12 years, you know, into the apocalypse. Um, a few things, though, that I think are interesting is this is kind of based on the comics themselves. There was a little bit, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but there was a little bit going on in the comment, in the comics not the comments, the comics um, that played around with the idea of, you know, many, many, many years later uh, in Alexandria and Rick is there. Of course, you know, that and the TV show that's changed. But in the comics, Rick makes it to the end and he, um, you know, it's kind of like he's an old man. Old man Rick is seen in the comics just for a little while. But, you know, so I guess they kind of tease that a little bit. Uh, You know, Robert Kirkman intended originally to end the comic that way and it, it you know didn't pan out but i don't know i think it's really interesting to see how this will go um i'm i'm not tired of the uh the spinoffs yet i know a lot of people are probably tired of it uh 
even Walking Dead fans, you know, they might look at this stuff and say, oh, come on. You know, like how, so you're going to make a Rick and Michonne spinoff. You're going to make a Daryl by himself spinoff. Um, you're going to make the, you know, Tales of the Walking Dead anthology spinoff. There's already World Beyond and Fear the Walking Dead. I mean, so it's like, I can understand how some people might look at this and say, well, how, you know, how, how much longer is this going to go? But I like it. I like the fact that it's it's kind of comfortable. Maybe that's what it is. It's like a comfortable thing. It's like, I know this world and to, to introduce new stories in the same world. I like that. You know, it's it's new and old kind of mixed together and it works. And I love anthologies. Love, love, love anthologies. Speaking of which, I next episode, I have some stuff to talk about with anthologies. Little little teaser there for you. All right, uh, next little bit of news here. This is not even really news, but there is a, a show that just came out on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. Go Hulu. I mean, this is a super popular show right now. It's called Predator Prey. Um, Predator Prey, I watched it actually just today, so it's still fresh in my mind. Uh, it's a really good movie. It's really good. It's, it's you know, if... You think about the Predator world, and let's just throw away, throw away like Predator versus Alien and stuff like that. Let's 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 act like that never happened. So we have like the Predator movies, <laughs> at least the first two, you know, with Arnold, and you know they're great. They're iconic action movies, right? Sci-fi movies. They're great. Um, and this one explores, I think, like three hundred years earlier, four hundred years earlier, whatever it is. I can't do math right now. In seventeen nineteen is when it takes place. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's 300 years earlier and it's all Native Americans. Like Comanche, I think, is the tribe. It's in the Great Plains of the U.S. And there's one woman who goes out and she she seeks to find the predator. She, you, know, you know, she finds out that it's doing some stuff and she wants to, you know, no spoilers, but that's the basics of it. Um, it's very, it's, it's done very well. There's a lot of throwbacks back to the original Predators. A couple of the lines are repeated that Arnold says, which are perfect. You know, they're, they're not just like thrown in for, you know, a gimmick. They're actually, they fit really well and it's, it's really good. Um, the, everything, you know, cinematography, it's directed by the same guy who did 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is a great movie. Um, I feel like it's just a really well done movie. The, everything about it is great. Um, but, you know, it's, it's the, the kind of the big news here about this is it's Hulu's number one, all-time number one movie as far as, uh, you know, watches, I guess. How many times people have watched it? So, you know, go Hulu. I think that's pretty awesome. I like Hulu because Hulu every year offers the, uh, that Black Friday deal where you get, you get it for a dollar a month for like a year. I've been doing that for the last three years. So I've played, I've paid like, you know, 36 bucks for, for three years of Hulu. It's been awesome. Um, that, this is not a commercial for Hulu, by the way, <laughs> but I just like to see thing, you know, sites like Hulu kind of do a little bit better and, uh, kind of stick it to Netflix, right? Stick it to Netflix. <laughs> I have nothing against Netflix. Anyway, let's go into, uh, the, well, well, I guess before I go into the, let's talk about a little bit more about this predator prey. So, the the if if you're curious about it, if you're a predator fan, you're absolutely going to love this movie because I think 
it, you know, it harkens back to a lot of the stuff that you loved from the first ones. Tons of action, tons of bleeding predator. You know, I mean, you can guess what happens, right? It's it's kind of the same plot line that happens in the original, the first two, right? It's the same thing, except, you know, we don't watch these movies to be like, I wonder what's going to happen to the Predator. No, we watch these movies to be like, I want to see glowing green blood and I want to see lots of crazy tech, right? And this is kind of mixing the crazy tech with the 1700s tech, you know, bows and arrows and, and, and axe, uh, hatchets and stuff like that. So it's really cool. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I think that it, it's very authentic looking. I wasn't around in the 1700s, despite what you may think. So I don't know exactly, uh, you know, what what everything looked like. But I think it they did a really great job of, uh, of just making a, a quality action movie. So I would recommend it. It just came out last week. So it's, you know, brand new. Oh, it's it's actually on, on Disney Plus, too. So, uh, yeah. So there goes the whole like Hulu uh, rising up against Netflix while it's on Disney Plus too. So there you go. But it is an original film. It's an original Hulu film. So very cool. And Disney owns Hulu. So it's kind of, you know, eh, same thing. Anyway, let's go on to this next uh, little bit here. Now, this is an interesting article. Of course, I wrote it. So I'm going to say it's interesting. Uh, so last week, well, it, I don't know, for the last few months, I've been really getting into AI and I've been talking a lot about, uh, you know, the art, AI art. I've talked about it on the show before and writing is a thing that I was looking into out of curiosity to see if I can, you know, keep my job in the next five years. <laughs> but AI writing is this, this real thing like AI writes stories and it does creative writing and you can, you, there are so many different pieces of software out there that will take the open open AI, um, what do you call that? Like architecture and it will apply it to, with a new kind of, you know, spin on it. And, and all these, all these programs just basically have their own spin on the same thing. But there's one called Jasper AI, which is kind of the biggest one. It's like the, uh, the top of the line. Now AI writing, writing AI, uh, creative writing AI is not there yet. I think one day it will be, but it's just not there yet. You, you know, when you you mess with it a little bit and you try to get it to write something, it doesn't sound, it sounds like a, like a jumble of words. It does, it's not very good. It's not creative, you know. And I'm not saying that as a bitter writer who's, you know, don't steal my job, that kind of thing. But it's it's just not there. But what it is good at is taking pieces of of sentences across the internet that have to do with a certain topic and putting them together in a cohesive way. Um, not creative, you know, it can't write a book. Well, AI has written a book, but it's through a lot of prompts and stuff like that. Um, but at this point, it's a Q&A is kind of where it shines the most. So in this article, I wrote a Q&A with Jasper. And it's... It actually, it surprised me quite a bit. You know, I've been messing with this for a few months and I really enjoy uh, just knowing about this technology and like learning more about it. There's so much more to learn, but it's, it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating to me. But to sit there and ask it questions and then have it come back with answers that I wouldn't know came from AI. 
You know, I mean, let, let me give you some examples of this. So as I say in this article, none of these are edited. They're not messed with at all. They're literally, and even the questions, I didn't reword them to put them back in the article. I Exactly what I asked it is exactly what I put in the article. So, you know, for example, I put, how would you fix humanity if you were in charge? I'm trying to ask a lot of, you know, apocalyptic questions, robots taking over the world kind of thing, you know, like, like as if I'm interviewing a robot who's taking over the world, which I mean, let's face it, I kind of am. So I said, how would you fix human society if you were in charge? And it says, if I were in charge of human society, I would begin by implementing some serious changes to the way our education system works. In particular, I would get rid of the traditional lecture format and instead opt for a more interactive approach that encourages critical thinking and creativity. Additionally, I would make sure that everyone has access to quality education regardless of their economic background. Can I vote for Jasper for president? I love this. Uh, A lot of the, the, the questions and answers are exactly like this. I mean, sure, they sound like a, you know, a political speech writer wrote them. So I even went a little bit, I mean, I did a lot of political things here. I asked who Jasper would pick as its uh, vice president and said Oprah Winfrey <laughs> and then gave reasons why, which is the, the most fascinating part. Um, and then, you know, I did, I had some fun asking what's its favorite movie. And this might be the scariest part because it says Terminator. <laughs> it likes Terminator. Uh, Terminator movies. Yeah, the first, this is funny. The first one is especially good. It has a great story and is very well made. Yeah. Oh, I think we all agree on that, right? The first one is, is the best, right? Um, so I, I keep going on and then I ask it, what well, you know, do you ever wish you were human? And it's like, no. And then it lists off four reasons why it doesn't want to be human, including working long hours for little pay, check, put up with other people's crap, check pay taxes, check, and die eventually. Wow. Thanks, Jasper. (laughs) Uh, This, yeah. You got to read this article. If you haven't read it yet, it's kind of scary. I even ask it, so I'm asking my wife, you know, what what kind of questions I should ask this thing. And she's throwing out, you know, ones that are ones I can't really print. in the article so i didn't do those but one of them that she wanted me to ask was what is your favorite book of the bible i figured you know we we covered politics let's not cover or well, why not call, cover religion right and it went on and it talks about how but the book of revelation is which is the last book of the bible is its favorite because it talks about the apocalypse and dragons and angels and plagues right i think that's a lot of people's favorite so and again as a reminder Jasper is pulling these concepts from the internet. It's pulling it from Reddit and it's pulling it from, you know, Blogspot and and other people's blogs and stuff. And it's it's compiling them to, you know, to answer the question. And I don't even understand how in the world it can know that and do that. But it, it does it. That's how it does it. So at the end here, it says, plus, it's the only book in the Bible where you can find the phrase blood soaked horror. So, yeah, definitely our favorite what <laughs> Jasper what uh and you know it, it gets there's some scary part I ask it if it would ever break Asimov's first law which is you know that robots must not ever harm harm humans 
And it says, what if the situation was reversed? What if humans were harming robots? Would it be okay to break the law in order to protect recipients of robot care? Okay, well, um, Jasper, it's been nice. I actually, at the end, I, I say, thank you for your time. Do you have any last words for our readers? And it goes on this whole thing about life is too short to waste on BS and negativity. And, and it's like... <laughs> And it literally, it's like, thank you for reading. Thank you all again for reading. And I hope you have a great day. It, you know, it has an intro to the paragraph. It has a, a meaty part in the middle. It talks about, you know, life's too short and you have to do. And then it has a, a follow, like a, a finale part at the end, a little, uh, what do you call that? The wrap up. <laughs> it has a little wrap up where it's like, thank you again for reading. And I hope you have a great day. Uh, that's, it's fascinating to me. It's absolutely fascinating to me. Um, I am afraid of Jasper, but I welcome uh, my new robot overlord, and uh, I hope you do too. But yeah, definitely, I would check out this article. It's I want to do more like this. I have to think of some more questions, maybe themes, things like that. Maybe I could get it to, uh, ooh, I know, voice to text on the podcast. I could interview it on the podcast. There we go. <laughs> Stay tuned for that, right? That'd be fun. Hey, I thought of it first. Don't you don't don't do it. Anyway, uh, let's go on to the next little bit of news. Hey, we have more Walking Dead news. Can you believe it? I mean, imagine that. So Daryl, we've talked about a little bit earlier, has his own spinoff, right? Now, as a recap, it was going to be Daryl and Carol. Um, they were going to have their own spinoff show. And then Carol said, uh, Melissa McBride, the, the actress said, I'm sorry, I don't want to go to Europe and leave my family again, which I've been doing for the last 12 years, and uh, and film. I, you know, I'm, I'm done with that. I've made a billion dollars. I just, you know, I'm, I'm done. I, I just don't want to do that anymore. And that's very Carol. People are getting mad at her, but that's very Carol. That's It's very cool that she said that. She just stood up for it. She says, I don't need the money. Uh, so a lot of people were worried, oh, are they going to replace Carol? Are they going to have a new Carol like they did on Three's Company? Right? No, you can't do it. You can't have a new Chrissy. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> so uh, they're not doing that. They're going to have a Daryl by himself, and he's going to be in France. I don't think that's anything we knew before about the. We knew it was going to be in Europe, but we didn't know it was going to be in France. So how he gets there, I don't know. You know how I, you can't take a plane or a boat. How how does he, how does one get to France when during a zombie apocalypse? I don't know, but. It's interesting because it's a new environment, new, uh, it's actually supposed to be new types of walkers too, a new variant walker that's uh, scary. It's supposed to be scary. It's supposed to be faster and stronger. So that should ramp up the excitement a little bit. All right. Uh, now for two little bits of weird news. We have this category called IRL apocalypse now on the site and it's like, you know, real life things that are pointing to the end of the world, which I think is super interesting. Uh, so the first one is about a spider. And if you are a lover of spiders, then you are the opposite of me. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't mind spiders. I like them better than snakes, but spiders still creep me out. So what they've done, these scientists have discovered a way this is a Texas School of Engineering, George R. Brown School of Engineering at Rice University. They've discovered a way 
to make a wolf spider. Now, if you don't know what a wolf spider is, go check out the article for this. I have a giant picture of it right at the front. Uh, the wolf spider's legs are, um, they're full of little microscopic hairs that act as grippers. So they figured, you know, we're going to use that to our advantage. And they're also kind of wondering when a, when a wolf spider dies, it curls up, right? Well, I guess most spiders do that. They curl up and all, you know, they tuck their legs in and the scientists were like, why does that happen? What is it doing? Well, it, if you know anything about hydraulics, when hydraulic when hydraulics are off or the you know their fluid is relieved, the pressure is relieved, they close up like that. So they were like, "Wow, that's probably what's going on here." So they put a tiny little needle into this dead spider's body, and they put a puff of air in there, and it was and so the legs went out. And there's video of this. And when you watch the video, you're gonna be like, "Oh, okay, uh, I'm gonna have nightmares now." So the legs go out, then they lower the spider on top of something, and they say it's 130% uh, of the weight of the spider. Although another thing said 100 times its weight. I'm not sure which one's correct. So anyway, they lower it down on top of this thing. Looks like a piece of sponge or something. I don't know what it is. And then they let the air out, and it closes its legs around it, and then they lift it up, and it holds onto it because of the little microscopic hairs. So... Why are they doing this? I mean, it's cool, right? <laughs> but why are they doing it? Well, they say that there are different applications, potential applications for this, including, you know, like microchip manufacturing. Which I, I don't know. <laughs> also, like uh, sorting, like little microscopic sorting. Well, it's not really microscopic. It seems to me like they could make a robot <laughs> that would work better than this to do that task, right? Like, you don't have to go dig up dead spiders uh, to do this. But one point they had, which I don't know if, if it's a good enough point, is that the spiders are biodegradable, right? After you're done using them, you can throw them out and they'll, they'll rot. They'll, they'll biodegrade, uh, which is not the case for, you know, metal and pla uh, you know plastic especially. So is that enough though like is that worth changing out the spider how'd you like to be the guy who has to change out the spider you know oh that spider's leg came off during the last lift um hey uh we're gonna need you to to switch out the spider i don't know i just i feel like it's it's kind of maybe they're onto something a little bit but uh, I don't see this. Oh, that's another thing. This whole branch of science that they're inventing here is called necrobotics. Necrobotics, which means dead robots or something. You know, it's like it's like dead things that are, are reanimated to come back to life. And that's kind of how it ties into the website in this podcast is it's like, what else can we do with this? You know, what else can we do with necrobiotics? Necrobotics. Uh, it's fascinating. So, yeah. Think of that tonight when you lay down and go to sleep. And the last little bit of news here, also from our IRL apocalypse uh, category, is a physicist trolls Twitter with a new world photo, right? He says, I have this photo of a new world. It's actually a piece of sausage. And I have to say, I have to say that uh, I really resisted the urge to write a little racier headline in that, something about physicist trolls Twitter with his sausage. I didn't do it 
I didn't do that. You know, uh, so what's going on here? Well, this uh, French physicist, I think he's like an astrophys- astrophysicist or something like that. He took a, okay, he didn't even take a slice of chorizo. He took a picture of a slice of chorizo that's actually been making its rounds already. This photo, it's a slice, you know, and if you take a piece of sausage, a slice of it, and you look at it up close, it kind of looks like a something in space, right? Well, that's what the joke was. And this joke's been going on since 2018. But it's this running joke, you know, it keeps going by. So he, you know, he first posted it and he's like, hey, this is a, this is a photo of Proxima Centauri. It's the closest star to the sun, 4.2 light years from us. And the le- he says, the level of detail, a new world is revealed day after day, right? So he's kind of saying it's a new world. This is Proxima Centauri. He said he wrote it in French. He's a French physicist. Uh, and that's just the translation. But so, you know, you look at it and you're like, okay, I get it. And a lot of people got it. His comments were tons and tons of comments where people are like, ha, it's a chorizo. Ha, it's, you know, that's not. Or ha, I've seen this one before, you know, blah, blah, blah. But some people got a little upset. There were people who were saying that a man in his power should not be doing this because it's irresponsible, it's fake news, all this kind of stuff. Well, so he he said, okay, look. Well, actually, he did one more tweet where he said um, <laughs> he said something about the the fact that the sausage. He says, uh, "Beware then, beware then of them." According to contemporary cosmology, no object belonging to Spanish. Charterie, I that's a French word that I don't know, uh, exists anywhere but on Earth. And basically what that word means is like meat, right? Like lunch meat. And Spanish chorizo is, you know, that's what he's talking about. So he's saying there's no sausage on anywhere but Earth that we know of. You know, he's, he's, he's going along with the joke. But people still didn't get it. <laughs> he still didn't get it. This one guy says, uh, this is your name, you mock. If you were just a random, I guess, comma, People might have to not believe you. You abused your power, in my opinion, and proved nothing other than you can't be trusted. So, wow, dude. Um, <laughs> I don't know. To me personally, I think it was a joke. It wasn't, you know, a hilarious joke. It's just kind of this science joke that keeps they keep passing around. And, you know, if they get a kick out of it, that's great. Um, but the funny part to me is the reaction. Wow. People are just, yeah. And so the the guy, the physicist actually said this was originally posted by Jan Kastenmiller on July 27, 2018. So it's, it's been going on for a little while. Don't, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to know what you guys think about that. If, if, do you think it was a harmless joke? Do you think he had a, some kind of responsibility as a physicist to not tell us fake news about the closest star to us, you know, I mean, are we going to see a, a, that picture of the chorizo in like science books in 20 years? Cause people are going to believe that it was real. I don't know. I don't know. So let me know what you think. Uh, other than that, there's a lot of other stuff on our website. There's a lot of stuff that I don't cover, uh, that I can't cover. And, uh, you know, we have alone season nine, the finale just happened, right? So you can read Tina's review of that. Handmaid's Tale is uh, season five is filming is the wrapping the filming for season five. So there's new photos on that. You can check that out. Um, 
There is speculation about a season 10 on Alone. There's also Chainsaw Man, which is a manga that uh, was talked about at the Anime Expo. That you can you can actually watch or you can read it for free. So there's a little bit of information about that. Uh, what else? There's just tons of stuff on the site. Oh, Westworld. Westworld Season 4, Episode 7. You just There's a whole bunch about that, a whole bunch of articles that Stephanie wrote about that. Uh, and I have my YouTube roundup where I get to, you know, talk about my favorite YouTube videos of the week. So, yeah, lots of great stuff on the site. Um, we have a lot of exciting, I don't know, I, I think it's exciting. A lot of exciting stuff. So, other than that, um, I'm excited. Let's see, this weekend we have Tales of the Walking Dead, as I mentioned, coming out. So, uh, I'll talk about that next time. And then we have... Attack on Titan Blu-ray Season 4 Part 2's second volume uh, goes on sale on August 17th if you uh, if you want to check that out. That's a lot going on. And I have to say, I'm not going to be here next week. So, you, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know. How, how are you going to get your post-apocalyptic news if I'm not here next week? But you'll have to wait till the following week and then I will talk about, uh, you know, kind of a recap of what, what happened. So, Again, I want to thank you all for listening to me basically just ramble. It's been fun. Uh, I enjoy it, and I hope you also enjoy it. Make sure you check out the website, postapocalyptic.com, where we always have new stuff coming out uh, every day. And uh, and it's all, I mean, we're we're even branching out a little bit further from, you know, just straight post-apocalyptic to science uh, science fiction, you know, sci-fi as well. So very cool. Um, great stuff. Yeah. So thanks everyone for listening again. And as always, make sure you stay alive out there and always be ready for the big one. Bye-bye.